Here's another episode of Insight with Sue, Lesson 28, The Beast from the Sea. Blessings above, my brother and sister. This is Superintendent Janice Battersby of Shekinah Worship International Ministries, Shekinah Worship Center, Bermuda, bringing you greetings. Greetings from our pastor, Reverend Dr. Maria A. Seaman, as I bring you another installation of our series, Insights with Sue. Superintendent, that's me. <laughs> and it's good to be with you again to share with you from our series, Escape the Coming Night, a study that we're doing in the book of Revelation. This study is by Dr. David Jeremiah. It's a 43-lesson study, and we go chapter by chapter, verse by verse, through the book of Revelation with amazing insights and revelations of the book of Revelation. I'm going to share with you from lesson number 28. Now, remember, I said there are 43 lessons here, so we've been through 27 lessons already. And it's too much for me to review during this short, bite-sized lesson. But if you wish to be a part and to get a bit of background as to what we're doing, we invite you to download our podcast. Now, our podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google under Real Knows Real. If you look there, you'll find Insights with Soup, and you'll find so much more teaching and preaching that's coming out of Shekinah Worship Center, Bermuda. It's an exciting, exciting time that we're living in. Shekinah Worship Center, we love the Word of God. We love reading it. We seek to understand it. We seek to live it. And it is amazing, especially in these times, what we're seeing, how we're seeing the Bible actually now being manifested in the world today. And so we invite you again to have a listen. Now, we're also on YouTube under Voice for Our Times. So either one, the podcast or YouTube. Go and find us, and you'll find the previous 27 lessons of this Escape the Coming Night. But now I'm just going to give you a, a feel for this study, lesson number 28. And it's called The Beast from the Sea. Now, even if you haven't read the book of Revelation, I know that there are people out there who have just been so fascinated by the symbolisms of this book, even scared because they don't understand. Well, this is what Dr. Jeremiah does. He breaks it right down so that you understand what it is that you're reading. Now, we're actually in chapter 13 of the Bible, the book of Revelation. Uh, lesson 27 deals with chapter 13. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read it to you so that you can uh, have an idea from where we are coming from and then we're just going to talk about it a little bit um, and share with you. So we are actually in Revelation chapter 13. And I'm going to read to you from the King James Version. It's such a wonderful, wonderful time uh, understanding God's word. And we definitely want you to share in it. So here we go. It's Revelation chapter 13. And verses 1 
through 10. And here begins the reading of God's holy word. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. And all who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Here ends the reading of God's holy word thus far. Now, it's an amazing time that we're studying. Just uh, very briefly to say that the book of Revelation was written by the Apostle John while he was imprisoned on the Isle of Patmos for preaching about Christ during the time that Rome didn't want anybody worshiping anyone but Caesar. While John was on the Isle of Patmos, he was given a vision, a vision of the end times. And We've been reading about the different judgments that have been poured out upon the earth, the persecution of the saints, the martyrdom. By the time we get here, it's just sheer, utter catastrophe that's going on. The rapture has taken place. The dead in Christ and those who are alive and who are the true body of Christ have been caught up out of this world. And it's just chaos as the judgments of God are poured out upon the earth the sealed judgments, the earthquakes and the floods and the stars falling from the sky and the demons that have been set loose upon the earth to sting those who do not have the mark of God. There is evangelism that is going on. There's 144,000 Jewish evangelists going out, spreading the gospel, and they're covered, they're protected by God. They're going out and they're preaching to those Jews that have not yet received Christ and those who have not rejected the gospel, those who have not heard the gospel. So there still will be evangelism going on. There still will be people who will be saved, but they will pay for their lives by not following the Antichrist. And that's who we're going to talk about a bit. Who is this Antichrist and where does he come from? Well, 
There's been so much speculation about who the Antichrist is or who he will be. And through history, it's been that type of conversation. No one has actually proven that. Of course, we're still here and there hasn't been an Antichrist rising as of yet this year, 2021. However, as we did the study, Dr. Jeremiah just raised a, a few names that have been bandied about who could have been the, who were speculated to be the Antichrist during their time. One was the Pope, and there were different people who were speaking about the Pope during those times in history, whether or not they were the Antichrist. Adolf Hitler was another one, as we know in history how he treated the Jews. People were speculating that he was the Antichrist. Even John F. Kennedy, because of his history, he was presumed dead during World War II when his ship went down and he was presumed dead, but he was discovered with some other men days later. He received 666 votes at the 1956 Democratic Presidential Convention. And so that number attached to him People speculated if he was the Antichrist. He was shot in the head by an assassin. And there were those who thought because the Antichrist, it said in the scriptures, will have a fatal wound to his head and will be resurrected. There were those who were waiting for President Kennedy to sit up in his coffin. That didn't happen. But there was that speculation. There's been speculation going on for many, many years, even people who tried to numerically link Adolf Hitler's name, his surname, to the number 666. And it goes on, and it goes on. And people have been speculating up until now about who the Antichrist may be. But you know what? I personally don't want to be here when he shows up on the scene. That's why I have got my eyes on the rapture. If I am still alive at that time, that's what my eyes are focused on. That's what we're trying to encourage you to focus your eyes on the rapture. And so then we studied a bit about the personality of the Antichrist. Now, we learned that he will be a charismatic leader. And in Daniel 7, verses 7 through 8, it describes a great beast with 10 horns. And another little horn rises up. And that horn has eyes like a man and a mouth to speak. And we learn that this horn, which is a uh, revelation of the Antichrist back in the book of Daniel, a prophecy of the Antichrist, that he will have the ability to speak and persuade with his speaking, his persuasive tongue, his personality, his charismatic nature. He will win people over, not by war, but with words. And if you recall, in one of our earlier teachings, when the seal judgments, the four horsemen that were released, when the seal on the scroll was broken, and a rider comes out on a white horse with a bow with no arrows to symbolize that there's going to be a conqueror who will conquer without war. There will be peace. People will want this leader. Now, like I just said, there's chaos going on in the world. So if he can come along and persuade people and have answers, people will flock to hear what he has to say. And so that's where we understand that this 
Antichrist is going to be a great speaker. And even as we learn, John F. Kennedy, great speaker. Martin Luther King, great speaker. People love great speakers. And when we look around in this day and age, 2021, there's not one person, one leader that stands out as a great speaker. And so imagine, imagine if the rapture happened today and all the chaos and the judgments of the Lord began to be poured out. Can you think of one leader that would rise up and say, I have the answer? I don't think anybody right now would consider any of these world leaders today to be the one to stand up and say, I have the answers, to have that presence. And that's the other thing it talks about, that he's going to, the Antichrist is going to have a presence. He's going to be charismatic. He's going to be handsome. He's going to have a, a bearing, an authoritative bearing that will just draw people to him. This isn't someone who's going to come in and take over by force. People are going to give him this power. And then we learn that, you know, Hitler came at a point where Germany was at a low morale. And he was able to start small. This is what we learn is that the Antichrist is going to start small and he's going to work his way up. And that's what happened with Hitler. His speech won over the people. He worked at a grassroots level and worked his way up into the leadership that he had. It says that the Antichrist is going to be a clever leader. Daniel 7 and 8 says that the horn will have eyes like a man, that he will have the ability to solve global problems, that he will have this intellect that will just astound people. And, you know, people like a problem solver. I hear quite a lot when even in, in Bermuda, when there are issues that we're having and we used to have the talk shows and people would call in. And the one phrase I remember people would always say is something's got to be done. They wouldn't say I will do X and I will do Y. They say something's got to be done. Like somebody else needs to come and do it. But what happens when you've got someone who does come and make changes they gain the respect. They gain the respect of the people. They start to listen. And then they follow. And they believe. And this is it. This, this cunningness that he will have. That he will be able to squeeze out any competition. It'll be about him. The scripture says that this Antichrist is going to be empowered by the beast, the beast being Satan. So there's power that's going to be given to him. People will be drawn. People are drawn to power. They love power, even the appearance of power, money and power. And if that's not a magnet for the masses, I don't know what is. So we understand that politically and intellectually, this Antichrist is going to be a genius. He's going to be a cultic leader. He's going to try and change the times, the laws. And, you know, it's funny because I know we've been doing it for a long time. But when you even think about daylight saving, that may not be the best example, but we've changed time. We've messed around with time for our convenience. But even then, Dr. Jeremiah drew reference to the fact that during the French Revolution, there was an attempt to even change the seven-day week to a 10-day week to try and 
remove a lot of religious influences and holidays and and it didn't work. But there was an effort even there to try and change time. And of course, let's not talk about changing the laws. As we see in the world today, laws are being made for things we never ever dreamed would be legal or celebrate. But this is what we're seeing, a total change, a total 180 from our thought processes. Yeah, and, and it's being called progressive. Well, when we know the word of God, anything that progresses in the opposite direction from the word of God is called sin. And you want to stay far from it. Now, that's not going to put you in a good light with the lawmakers of the land. But hence the times that we're getting to. Blessed are you and men shall revile you and say all manner of evil against you and persecute you for righteousness sake. It's time to stand for righteousness. That's what it's about. We've said those scriptures for so long. Are we going to live them now? Yeah, they've come out of our mouth. But are we going to actually live them now and show the Lord that we stand on what we've been quoting for generation upon generation? The Antichrist is going to sit himself in the temple and proclaim that he is God. He's, he wants to be worshipped. Satan wants to be worshipped. That he wants to be worshipped above God worship. He wants to be not only a God, he wants to be the God. And we're learning how he's going to set up the system so that he receives glory. And there are those that are going to follow him because they are spellbound by his power, by his appearance, by his presence. There are those that are going to follow him. We have examples of that in history, and we're seeing now people are calling out and crying out for a leader. But he's also going to be a cruel leader. So he, we've gone from a charismatic leader, a clever leader, cultic leader, and now a cruel leader. Daniel 7, 23 and 25 portray the beast saying that he's going to devour the whole earth and tread it down and break it into pieces. Again, He's going to persecute those who will not worship him. And it's funny that uh, we're seeing a system set up in the world today where privacy, personal privacy is a thing of the past. You will be known for everything that you do online. We're hooked up to the Internet. People are hooking up their phones. They're hooking up their houses, their cars, Everything you can't, you can hardly avoid it now. You can't avoid it. Your medical records are online in your doctor's office. Everything is hooked up wherever you go now. Cameras see you everywhere. So there's going to be that big brother eye that we talked about 30 years ago. It's here now. You're going to be watched. And if you don't abide by what the Antichrist will legislate, you will be persecuted. Now, doesn't necessarily mean that those that don't abide by him will be killed instantly. He will wear them down. Businesses will be attacked. And when I say attacked, and we're seeing that even now, when you stand on God's principles, there are those out there that will make sure that you don't get any business. It'll even be legislated that when you stand on the word, what you stand for, is gradually 
going to be legislated against. And there will be a wearing down of people. And of course, we haven't even gotten into the mark of the beast, which is another lesson. But if you don't have that mark, you will not be able to buy or sell. That means food. That means starvation. Not necessarily an instant persecution by killing, a wearing down, a starving out, a creating a desperate situation where people will take that mark. We see already how the lengths that people will go to to save their lives. It's going to be escalated in those times. You don't want to be here for that. Public humiliation. Your face will be around the world instantly. That's the system that we have now. If you go against the Antichrist, he's a cruel leader. He's going to kill a third of the believers, conquer Jerusalem, slaughter Gentiles, and persecute the saints of the Most High. He's got an agenda, and no one will stop him. He's receiving his power from the beast, from Satan himself. And then we studied his profile, that his rise to power will be inconspicuous, coming out of nowhere. You want to see him coming, but all of a sudden, here he is. It, the scripture says that he rises out of the sea in Revelation 17 and 15. The sea symbolizing the masses of nations and, and people and language. He's going to come out of, he's going to rise above everybody. All of a sudden, here he is. A fantastic speaker, a problem solver, and his presence is like no other. We've got to make sure that we'll be able to stand against that. Best way to stand against it is not to be there in the first place, to be ready to be taken out when Jesus calls his body. Because after that, the opportunity again for salvation lies with the Jews and those who have not rejected the gospel of Christ because they haven't heard it. So if you're rejecting the gospel now, I would very much encourage you to consider God as your father and Jesus as your savior now. These are the warning signs. These are the warnings for you to escape the coming night, to escape persecution from the Antichrist. Getting near the end now, there was speculation about his nationality. People think that the Antichrist is going to be a Jew because the scriptures say that he is going to confirm a covenant with the Jews. But the scriptures really don't give any evidence of him being a Jew. In fact, the Antichrist that Daniel saw rises out of the fourth empire of the statue that he saw in his vision. Now, the statue that he saw in his vision is one of, at his time that he was having this vision, empires of the future. He saw Babylon, the Medes and the Persians, Greece, Rome, and another future empire that has not yet happened. The head of the statue was gold, that was Babylon. The torso of the statue with his arms folded was the Medes and the Persians, Media and Persia. The groin area 
was made of bronze, and that was grease, and the legs were of iron, broom. And Daniel saw the beast coming out of the fourth empire, Rome. Rome, that empire was never defeated like the other, like Babylon and the Medes and the Persians and Greece. They were not, Rome was never defeated. It was simply scattered. Out of Rome came Britain. Out of Britain came the U.S. There's influences of Rome all over the world. And this is where we understand the Antichrist will rise. So having said all of that, one thing we have to understand is that this power of the Antichrist that was given to him by the beast was given by God. God is still in control. And God has Satan on a leash. Satan on one end and God on the other. He's being allowed to rule the world right now, but his ending is coming. We have got to ensure that we know who God is and that God is still in control. That's the main thing out of all of this. Keep your eyes on that vertical. Stay focused on the Lord. We see the horizontal because we see God's word coming to pass, but don't be despaired. Stay focused on the Lord. This Antichrist is going to be the embodiment of all the leaders that we have seen in the past. But he's going to be worse than that. And it's funny because as we were going through the profile, the characteristics, we saw him as a charismatic leader, clever leader, cultic, and cruel. You see that this progression is worse and worse as time goes on. Charismatic, he draws you in with his language, with his presence. He's clever, so you get impressed and you come to trust him. He can solve problems. But then cultic, he starts to take over and change the laws and the times and to cause people to behave in a certain way and demand worship, and then he becomes cruel because he will persecute those who do not worship him. This progression that we see, we've got to be mindful. We've got to share this. Don't believe everything you see at face value. It may seem to be light, but it's a false light. And the only way you will know the truth is if you know the word, of God. This Antichrist is not someone to mess with. And finally, we learn that he's going to impress people by receiving a fatal wound. But then he gets healed. Fatal, dies, and then is resurrected. It's like he's trying to be Christ. Dies, and then is resurrected. And as Dr. Jeremiah spoke about, if someone dies and then they come back alive and they want to speak, you're going to listen to what they have to say. So he's going to use even fakery to impress people. People, we, we get so caught up in the glitz and the glamour and, and the, the magic and the mystery 
But we've got to understand, the enemy knows this. Look at television, how we get so caught up in the movies and a good story. We've got to know the truth. We have got to know the word of God. The best thing that we can do in order to avoid these times, this is lesson number 28. We're going into other teachings and it's it's not good news if you are here after the rapture. You don't want to be here after the rapture. So I implore you tonight on behalf of our pastor that you send us an email. If this has touched your heart in any way, shape or form, if you want to know more, because I'm telling you, we're learning. I'm not an expert at this. I'm not. But I'm learning every single time. But if it has stirred your heart, if it has scared you, if it has done anything to move you, send us an email at swim at logic.bm. Swim, S-W-I-M, at logic.bm. And let us know you'd like to learn more. We would be so happy to reach out to you, to encourage you, pray with you. That's what we're supposed to be doing, is spreading the gospel, spreading the word. And if one, just one person, sent an email, we're happy. Is that you? Do you want to escape the coming night? I encourage you. God is waiting for you. He's waiting for you. So that's it for lesson number 28, the beast from the sea. I look forward to sharing with you again. And on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Maria A. Seaman, and our Swift family, blessings abundant.